There's a word from the Lord today, Matthew chapter 27. Amen. Verses 15 through 26. Don't plan to be before you long, but there's just a text message I want to get to you real quick. Amen. That God has for you. Bless God. How many of y'all need a word? Amen, somebody. Been needing a word this week. Every now and then you go through something and you say, I can't wait to get there. Because I just need a little push. I need a little encouragement. How many of y'all know that the word of God will put a smile back on your face? Amen. When somebody say you can't, God will say you can. Woo, my God, my God. And put a smile back on your face. As my mother used to say, he'll put a pep in your step. Amen, somebody. God is good. Look at your neighbor and tell them, you know, if you, especially if you side somebody looking mean. Just tell them, say, smiles are free. Tell them, say, hey, two or three. Amen. Now just watch them smile. Watch them smile. Like I tell people, you can't say Jesus anyway without smiling. Amen. When you say Jesus, amen, when you get to that J, you get right there. See it? Right there. Jesus. Amen. And I believe it was designed that way because God says, I am a smile. Good God Almighty, because I set you free. Amen. How many of y'all know he's what we need today? See, if you could do it on your own, you wouldn't need to be here today. But God. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 27, verses 15 through 26. It says this. It says, now at that feast, the governor was wont to release unto the people the prisoners whom they would. In other words, the governor said it was custom to release unto the people the prisoner whom they would. They had then a notable prisoner notorious prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they were gathered together, Pilate said unto them, Whom will ye that I release unto you, Barabbas or Jesus, which is called Christ? For he knew that for envy they had delivered him. When he was set down on the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have thou nothing to do with, this, with that just man? For I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said unto them, Whether of the twain will ye that I release unto you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all say unto him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why? What evil hath he done? But they cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. And Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing but that rather a turmoil was made. He took water, washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. See ye to it. 
Then answered all the people and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Then release he Barabbas unto them. When he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Let the church say amen. Our topic today will come, I want you to pay close attention Verse 22 and 23 says that the governor answered and said unto them, Whether of the twain will ye that I release unto you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all said unto him, let him be crucified. And verse 23 says, and the governor said, why? What evil hath he done? But they cried out the more saying, let him be crucified. Topic today is just one word. Scapegoat. Scapegoat. You may be seated if you can. Scapegoat is a person who is unfairly blamed for something that others have done. Scapegoat. I, I really just want to just start preaching mad right now. Because I'm just going to say up front that Jesus was a scapegoat for me. Amen, somebody. Look at your neighbor and tell him, say, it should have been you. Good God Almighty. Scapegoat. The idea of scapegoat, if I can just teach just for a moment, that all right. Uh, the idea of scapegoat originated in Leviticus chapter 16 when God explains to Israel the necessity for an annual day of atonement known as Yom Kippur. This was a day of national fasting, repentance, and forgiveness. Now, God had directed Aaron, the high priest, and brother of Moses to select two goats. These two animals constituted one sin offering. Aaron placed his hands on the head of the one that was slain transferring the sins of the people. Then the blood was sprinkled on the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant in the Holy of Holies within the tabernacle. And so the other, the other goat was led out of the community after all the sins and the wickedness of the people were pronounced on his head. And it was sent into the wilderness, never to be heard from again. So there were two goats. One was slain, and then the other was sent away to carry away to the sins. This was symbolic of what really was going on spiritually with the people. And so this is where we get the term from scapegoat. Sometimes you hear people talking and they just say, well, it wasn't really him. He was just a scapegoat for what really happened and who really did it. Amen, somebody. 
And so now I want to get into the background of this text that we're looking at. Such a profound text that we see here that Pilate, after they brought Jesus in, Pilate thought that he had come up with a plan to make the people release Jesus. And even in John, Pilate had already said three times, he said, I find no fault in this man. I find no fault in him. He, he's done nothing. He said it three times in the book of John. And so there was a custom at this particular time that during Passover, that what the people would do, they would release one prisoner. Now, and they looked at this since it was that day and representing that day when they themselves had been delivered out of the land of Egypt. And they said, certainly what we'll do on this day, we'll make a custom so we will release one prisoner. So surely here, Pilate thought, he said, now surely, now if, if I bring another prisoner out here, you know, surely, uh, you know, they will choose him because this man, I don't find no fault in Jesus. Amen, somebody. And, and so then about that time, Pilate's wife sent a note to him. And when he sent a note to him, it, 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 it let him know, he said, look, have nothing to do with Jesus. I've been having some dreams. In other words, she said, I've been having nightmares about this man. This man is a just man. Don't have anything to do with what's getting ready to go down. Uh, uh, can I just do a commercial right here for the women real quick? Uh, women, there's certain times in your life and, you know, when you say things and so I want to talk to the husbands right now as I do this little commercial. Husbands, there's times you need to listen to your wife. Amen, somebody. That commercial, all right, ladies. Amen. There's times when you need to listen because sometimes you, you, don't, you don't follow your husband when he's getting ready to take you down the wrong road. Amen, somebody. Amen. You know, that, that for the husbands that are getting mad right now, you'll be all right. Amen. Bless the Lord. Amen. And so she sent a word to him and said, look, you need to back away from this and leave this thing alone. Amen, somebody. I just need about three amens right there. And so then Pilate remembers this notorious prisoner that he had in there. This joke is bad joke. Amen. Bad. I mean, just, just a bad joke. Amen. This boy, he was bad. Called him Barabbas. Amen. They should have called him Rattlesnake Joe Jr. Barabbas. This boy was notorious, amen. A, a, a rough joke, a rough neck, amen. Even when we look in the scripture, Matthew, when we look in the book of Matthew, it says that he was a notorious prisoner. Mark comes back and says he was a murderer. John comes back and says he was a robber. Luke comes back and says he was a troublemaker. Public enemy number one. Then even in the book of Acts, amen, in chapter three, when we look at that, when Peter was preaching, Peter called him a murderer. This boy was rough. They meant somebody. Some of y'all got some cousins. <laughs> Amen that y'all might say it sound like one of my cousins. And the thing about it is here, during the whole time, Barabbas never speaks a word in the, in the gospel record. He never speaks a word. You 
never see anything or hear anything that he said in all four of the books. Yet all four gospels mention him. And you're going to see you're going you're to see why today, because it is very important that you understand why. Amen, somebody. And so his story occupies at least 38 verses of the New Testament. But we never see or hear him open up his mouth. We don't know anything about his family. We don't know anything about whether he was married or single. We don't know uh, how old he was. Look at your neighbor say it could have been you. Amen. We're getting closer now. Amen, somebody. And so we see here that Barabbas was an evil man that had committed a lot of sin. He had done a lot of things. So Pilate says, so, okay, which one of these do you want me to let go? So he brings Barabbas out there. Barabbas just knows that they're getting ready to save him. So Barabbas now, here's a bunch of commotion. And he just knew right then, okay, you know, they're, they're getting ready to crucify me. But all of a sudden, when Pilate presents Jesus and Barabbas, oh my God. He says, who shall I release, Barabbas or Jesus? The crowd all together. Shouts, Barabbas. Oh, my God. It's just like somebody saying, I'd rather have the sin than to have Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody. I'd rather have murder than to have Jesus. I'd rather have a thief than to have Jesus. I would rather have a robber than to have Jesus. I'd rather have public enemy number one released to me than to have the healer. Oh, come on, somebody. The one that will set me free. The one that can, oh, my God, turn my life around. Oh, come on, somebody. But I'd rather have hatred, lies, and bitterness, and wickedness released to me rather than Jesus. Not one person, not one voice spoke up and said, I want Jesus. Not one. The text said they all together said, give us Barabbas. Oh, my God. What would you say? Mm, you ask yourself, what? Would you really say that? Oh, my God. And so we see here. That the, that the crowd shouts, when they brings out Jesus, the crowd shouts, crucify him. Oh, my God. And so now they, they brought him out. And so from what Barabbas can hear, he thinks he's about to be crucified. They come to open up the door of the cell. They get Barabbas. As they bring him out, they tell him, you're free to go. You're free to go. Oh, my God. What they did to Jesus right here was the greatest crime that they've ever been in history. 
Let me just say. I want you to put yourself. In Barabbas' shoes. When you think it's over for you. You think you've taken your last breath. You think they're getting ready to crush everything that you worked for. You think that you're getting ready to lose family. You're getting ready to lose everything and you're locked in. But all of a sudden, because of Jesus, he opens the door and tells you, you're free to go. Oh, somebody need to praise him right there. Oh, you know, I, 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 you know I, I'm trying to get through this. Amen, somebody. I'm trying to get through this, but I can't help but telling him thank you on my way. Amen, somebody. Oh, my God, because you got to understand, that's why I was alluding to in the beginning, because the enemy wanted to crush you this morning. The enemy wanted to take you out right now. But God, he said, no, you, I stopped it. So you're free. Look at your neighbor and touch him and say, because of Christ, you're free to go. You're free to go. Touch two more people and tell them you're free to go because of Christ. Oh, my God, my God. Y'all excuse me right there because, you know. Mm. Hallelujah. You got to think about where you come from. Think about some of the things that you did in your life. Amen. Think about some of the things that should have messed you up. Think about some of the stuff you ain't told nobody. Amen. Your neighbor don't know everything you did. But God knows. He covered you and he said you're free to go. Mm, help me, Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Hallelujah, somebody. Mm. See, you got to understand Barabbas identifies with every one of us in here right now. That's why he didn't say a word. He didn't do it. It doesn't say a whole lot about his family, about where he came from. Amen. Because it's us. Oh, come on, somebody. We are Barabbas. It's all in here. Thief, lying, stealing, backbiting. All of us are here. But God made it possible where he said, you're free to go. Come on, somebody in this house right now. I don't know about y'all, but I'm glad I'm free. I'm glad I'm free. I'm glad he set me free. Oh, my God. See, we, we all. Oh, my God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Just like Barabbas, we were sitting bound in prison. Just like Barabbas, amen, we had a death sentence on us. Just like Barabbas, amen, our hands are not clean. You got to understand sin is sin. Somebody said, all I did was stole a snicker bar. Amen. Sin is sin. Amen. But God. Amen, somebody. My God, my God. If I have to preach my big toe happy by myself, we're going to do it today in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout glory up in here right now. Oh, my God, my God, my God, my God. I'm just about through right now. Amen. I believe somebody already got it. Amen, somebody. You got to understand Jesus is my scapegoat. Oh, it could have been me, but he is my scapegoat. Amen. He took it for me. So my first point, my first point, Elder, is simply this right here. Jesus received, oh, my God, what I deserve. He received what I deserve. It should have been me. 
Amen. But he received what I deserve. Let, let, let me share something with you. Uh, let me bring it on home to you. Because, see, a, a, a lot of times we, we, we see this happening all the time around here. And, 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 and let, me, let me share uh, with, with, with you what a scapegoat is in modern terms today. We, we just see, saw the other day with, 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 with I think, with the, the Veterans Administration. We had Shinsuke. Amen, somebody. Somebody who cared about the soldiers. And he had a heart for the soldiers. Amen. But, but you know, but the, the, everything, things went wrong that he didn't even know about. And such people that worked for him didn't do the right thing. People that worked for him wasn't checking the blocks. Amen. But they had to have a scapegoat. They had to have a scapegoat. Here it is, somebody that has a heart for soldiers. Somebody that wanted, but because somebody else did the right thing, did the wrong thing, he took the blame. Oh, come on, somebody. We see it in the corporate world all the time. You know, we have a CEO. Somebody else didn't, didn't complete all of their sales. They didn't do what they were supposed to do. But because they didn't operate correctly and do what they were supposed to do, CEO, we know that, that you were working hard to do whatever, but somebody's head got the roll. Somebody got to be the scapegoat. Oh, come on, somebody. Y'all with me? Y'all with me? Y'all with me? In sports, the team can make it all the way to the final. But if they lose, we got to blame it on somebody. Coach wasn't shooting the ball. Coach wasn't passing the ball. Coach was on the sideline telling them you need to run this play. Even in football. Amen. Coach is on the sideline. He didn't kick, he didn't miss the field goal. Amen, somebody. But somebody got to be. To be a good coach. Give them all the right plays. But because somebody else missed the field goal. That he had nothing to do with. Let me, can I bring something on home? We missed the field goal. <laughs> we missed the field goal. But Jesus. <laughs> Somebody give God a hand right there. It was us pulling up shooting the three. We missed the basket. But Jesus. Amen, somebody. And the thing about it is, they did not remove Jesus. He volunteered. Oh, come on, somebody. He said, no man can take my life. He said, I'm going to lay it down. He said, I'm going, oh my God. He said, I'm going to be the scapegoat. He said, I'm going to volunteer to be the scapegoat. Good God of mine. Just like Barabbas, you know, they said, you're free to go. Somebody else is dying in your place today. Murder, you're free to go. See, that, that, what is it talking about there? All the things that you did in your life. Oh. 
Jesus said, I'm going to give you another chance. Oh, somebody need to get happy right there for your scapegoat. Your scapegoat's name is Jesus. He died for you. Oh, my God. Woo, somebody give him praise right now for the scapegoat. Oh, my God, my God. And see, even, you know, in religion, you know, they, here's Jesus <laughs> being the scapegoat. And there's a, you know, when the Passion of Christ came out, uh, Elder David, there was a young man named Roger. He was in about the seventh grade, passed over. And he was looking at Passion of Christ. And he began to, they went through the show and they showed Jesus healing. They showed him raising the dead. They showed him bringing families back together, mending what was broken and all this. And, and, and all of a sudden now, oh my God, he's facing crucifixion. Now, they're beating him. They're spitting on him. And, and, and the young man, when he looked at Passion of Christ, he, he said three words. That that's not right. It's not right. Somebody that good that that healed, that saved, healed leprosy. Woman with issue of blood, healed her immediately. Young boy. But they were bringing out the city called Nain, laying in the casket. His mother was crying. And Jesus looked at her and had compassion. Amen. What I love about it, Jesus is life, y'all. Amen, somebody. And so the funeral of death was coming out of the city. Jesus was walking in the city. Life ran into death. Amen. And life looked at the casket and said, his life is in him. Oh, my God. Oh, she, he said, woman, your son raised him from the dead right there. All of this was going on. And the young boy looking at pastor, pastor, the, the, the passage of Christ. Elder Frazier, he said, the passion of Christ, he said, it's not right. When they beat him with a cat of nine tails, a whip that had fragments of metal planted into it, of sharp edged rock, they would whip him. That whip would wrap around him, and then they would snatch it off of him. They would hit him again. That whip would wrap around, and sometimes it would go into the same cut, and they would whip it out. And, and, and the book of Isaiah says that his visage, meaning, meaning his appearance, was marred more than any other man. You couldn't even tell who he was. They had beat him so bad. His guts were literally hanging out his side from where they had ripped that whip off of him. They be, they, not only that, it says there's another, another text passage that says all of his bones was out of joint. Come on, somebody in here. Amen. You got to understand how bad they beat him down. He was the scapegoat, and he volunteered for us. They snatched his beard out of his chin. Oh, it's in the book. They snatched his beard. Imagine anybody got a beard in here. Somebody grabbed your beard and just yanked the hairs out of it. They slammed the crown of thorns on his head. That wasn't right. When they beat him, that, that wasn't right. 
when they slapped him around, that wasn't right. The same, same people that he healed, the same people that he had delivered were spitting on him. There was mucus hanging off of him where so many people had spit on him. But he received what we deserved. Then they took nails, put in his hands, put in his feet. Oh, my God. Big Roman soldiers beat him down. When he could have spoke one time, he said, I can call 12 legion of angels to get me out of this. Enough angels to slay the whole earth, the whole world. But our scapegoat, oh, come on, somebody. He went through all of this for us. And see, all of this he went through, and that takes me to my next point. It, he went, Jesus carried our sins away. See, it took two goats. It was two goats. But Jesus stood in for both of them. <laughs> Ain't it bad? Whew. One goat they killed, then one goat they would banish. They put the sins on him and banish him from the people. But Jesus died and then left the earth for three days. Went down into hell where I was on my way to. Oh, come on, somebody. For me. For you. He died. The scapegoat. Oh, come on, somebody give God a hand praise. Oh, my God, the scapegoat. He did it so you wouldn't have to die because the enemy were having a party. He said, I got them now. I got everybody that will ever be born. I got because they're going to be born in sin. I got them now. It's over. Uh, oh, my God, we won. Let's get a cake. Amen. Let's celebrate. But Jesus went down. Took the keys. Shut down the devil's program. Oh, come on, somebody. Said, death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? Death said, I thought I had him. I had him in the headlock. But he got away. He said, grave, I thought you had him. Grave said, I couldn't hold him. Amen. Amen. He busted out of here. He's the only one that ever went to hell and busted out of there. Oh, somebody shout glory. He was busting all of us out. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> he was busting all of us out. That, that brings me to my last point. Jesus provided a pardon for us all. He got us all pardoned. But let me tell you something. Here's, here's what's crucial. A pardon is not a pardon at all if you never receive it. You can be on death row and, and the governor pardon you. But if you say, I, I reject it. 
See, when you reject Christ, well, what are you talking about, Bishop? I'm glad you asked. When you don't receive him as Lord and Savior, you're saying, I reject the part. When people reject Christ and they say, I'm going to just live my life. You know, my goals are not to serve Christ. My goal is not to live for him. My goal is just to do my own thing. In other words, you are rejecting the part. And you're still on your way to hell. Jesus made a way that we would be forgiven. He had made a way that now what is written on us says not guilty. Oh, somebody need to praise him. Not guilty. Not guilty. We were sitting in the courtroom guilty. Jesus said, I got it. I'll take the death sentence. Put all the sins on my back. Even though I've done nothing wrong, I'll be the scapegoat of the people. He was the only one that could do it. Here it is, a man that had committed all those Notorious criminal set free. It's all in the room. But we have been set free because of our scapegoat. If you thank God for your freedom, give God some praise right now. If you thank God that you've been set free, give him glory in this place right now. If you thank God that you've been redeemed, give him glory in this place right now. If you thank God that because of Jesus you don't have to go to hell no more, give him praise right now. If you thank God that Satan no more has dominion on you, he no longer has dominion over you. Because of Jesus. Give him praise right now. Thank you Lord Jesus. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad. <laughs> that my redeemer lives. Good God of mine. Like I told you last Sunday. He's the only one that ever died. Wrote a will. Left the wheel and then died and got back up to make sure we got what he left us. Nobody but Jesus can do that. And oh yes, he did it. He did it for you and I. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's not a haphazard that you're here today. God wanted every one of you here to hear this message. He wanted you to understand what he did for you. That he was the scapegoat. He had the power in him, even while they were beating him down. He had the power in him to escape. It was in him. Even when they grabbed him to take him in the beginning, he turned around and, uh, and the power that was in him, all the soldiers fell backwards. He had the power in him. Sometimes we see some of that power in our services. Sometimes when someone, they have their hands laid on them and the power of God hits them and they just, power, they just fall back. Why? But that, that same power 
still exist today. <laughs> Amen, somebody. But he said, I volunteer to be a scapegoat. To be the scapegoat for you. See, the way people are today, the way people are when they say, you know, I'm going to blame it on you even though somebody else, you know, when they know that's wrong. That's the heart of people. But the heart of our Lord and Savior says, I know you were wrong, but I'm going to step in and I'm going to be the scapegoat. I'm going to take the blame for you. I know you said it. I know you did it. I know that you're guilty, but I'm going to take the blame for you. And everything that you did, I'm going to put it on my back. And not only that, even when he was getting beat down, he said, by my stripes, you're healed. Oh, my God, I'm even going to still heal you. I'm going to still turn it around in your life. I'm still going to be the one that keeps your marriage together, that keeps your mind together, that keeps your family together, that keeps you going forward. I'm still going to be the one that, despite what you've done, he said, I'm going to die for you. That you might be able to receive the gift of life. <laughs> He's so good. He's so good. How many of y'all in here right now have sinned in your life? Raise your hand. That's everybody in here. That means he died for every one of us. He took our place. Every one of us in here have done something that we're ashamed of. We would hate for our neighbor right now to find out that we did it. But God said, my son died for that too. And you know one thing as I close this message. The people had no idea at the face what they were saying. When, when they said, I mean, they stepped up bold and they said, let his blood be on us. The elderly folks said, let his blood be on us and our children. They meant it for evil. But God turned around and meant it for good because he said, if it had not been for my blood cover all, if it had not been for my blood covering you, they had no idea what they were saying. It was the blood of Jesus that covered us, that enables us now, amen, to live eternal, amen, with him in heaven, amen. Every drop of that blood covered every one of us. Oh, my God. Oh, they meant it for evil, but I'm, I'm so glad they said it that way because of the good that I know now about our Lord and Savior. Because he said, let the blood be on us. Because I want it to be, I want his blood to cover me. And he said, and our children. Now I want it to be able to cover, come on somebody, my children. And my children's children. Anybody that want to be saved and want to receive him. He said, I've covered you. Good God Almighty. That's why the Bible said love covers. It said love covers what? A multitude of sins. 
Let me, let, let me say this, and I got to close. Whatever you've done, whatever's in your past, whatever you said, whatever you committed, even that thing that you thought you got away with, everything that you did, let me tell you something. I, I just want to tell you right now. Oh, the blood of Jesus covered you and allowed for you now to come back and say, Lord, forgive me. Uh, because before he died, there wasn't even any forgiveness. You couldn't even, but he had to die. Now that he died, rose again, you can come to the throne boldly and say, Lord, forgive me and receive me back. I accept the pardon. I accept the pardon that you want from me. I accept your offer to the right to the tree of life. Because some of y'all have beat yourself up over your past. Things that happened years ago, you're still beating yourself up over. Something that happened last year, you still, you're sitting there washing the dishes and a tear rolled down your eye because uh, you're thinking about something that happened in the past and you're saying, if, if, if I had the chance back again, I wouldn't. But let me tell you what, Jesus sent me here to tell you, he said, I've given you the chance again. I've given you that chance over again. Come back and fix it. And the thing I love about it, he said, all of your sins, he said, I throw in the sea of forgiveness. Once you receive me, he said, I is remembered no more. Yeah, your neighbor might remember. Some of your family members might remember. Somebody that don't like you might remember. But Jesus is the one who counts. Oh, somebody give him glory right there. He's the one that counts. Because he's the one that we got to stand before. And what we want to hear is, well done, my good and faithful servant. Come on in. Take your rest. Enjoy eternity. Life eternity. With me. Every day will be a glorious adventure. Every day will be joy. See, those that know him, should, that should put a smile on your face right there. Oh, my God. Because what you're going through right now is not going to last always. There will be a time when there will be a smile, on, a permanent smile put on your face when we meet him in glory. But I just stopped by to tell you, I thank God for my scapegoat. Give God a hand, praise in here.